Okay, Baruch Hashem, guys. Another day. It's good to be back. Haven't even processed yet that I'm back. But uh, Baruch Hashem, we begin every day. It doesn't matter what was, doesn't matter where you've been, doesn't matter where you're up to. But it's always good for a person to start with purity of speech, to begin wherever you are. You could be in the middle of the day, you could be in the beginning of your day, you could be at the end of the day. It's always amazing for a person to start and to start with, with trying to be positive, with a person only looking at the good in every Jew. I could say, Baruch Hashem, one of the benefits of being away a little bit, and uh, I had a great exercise that I thought of everybody while I was in a, uh, in, a, in a place, different places where there are a lot of people who I don't know, and Baruch Hashem, one of the blessings that a person can do, and I, I, it's a tip that Baruch Hashem was very easy for me, I think that it was b'schus, the fact that we learn the Hilchus Lashon Hara every day. And that is that, that uh, sometimes when you go to a place and there are a lot of people and you're um, uncomfortable, the natural thing is when you go to a place you become uncomfortable when there are a lot of people there who, who you don't know. And the natural thing is to, in order to feel comfortable, is you start putting people down or you're uncomfortable so you're feeling negative inside. So therefore you start seeing negative all around you. But it's as easy to go ahead and look at other people and just see the good in every person. What do I mean by that? To look at every person and to say, oh, look at that person. That person, I bless that person. I hope that person's great. That, that person should have a good day. I hope that person, you know, uh, is, is matzliach. Another thing that a person could always do is you could say, you can never judge a person. You never know what, what a person, right? I was just on an airplane. There are hundreds of people on an airplane. You could go ahead and just look around and keep on saying, first of all, obviously, you know, you, 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 you never know. You never know what anybody's going through. You could look at somebody. Sometimes you see somebody doing something, you know, that looks a little strange. You don't know where he comes from. You don't know if the person's divorced. You don't know if the person just went through a divorce. You don't know if the person maybe is, uh, is in the middle of a, you know, a terrible you know, uh, illness. Maybe his children are going through a difficult time. Maybe his wife is going through a difficult time. Maybe he had an upbringing like that, like this, whatever it might be. None of us, nobody has any clue when you're looking at anyone what exactly what they go through. And even more, even more, sometimes when you get to know somebody, you think you truly know who they are, so you think that you can look at them in a certain way and, and, and judge them. But the Pshad is the reason we do this every day, and one of the beautiful things of our yeshiva, one of the things I could say, Baruch Hashem, the beautiful things of our yeshiva, is something that we have to be machazic every day. There isn't a day that a person has, doesn't have to strengthen himself, that a person doesn't have to strengthen himself to see the good, that a person doesn't have to strengthen himself to, to try and experience and work on his mind and work on seeing the good in another person to see the good in himself. So for that reason, we're going to start again. Um, we're actually in the middle over here of Hilchus Lashon Hara, uh, day 102, page 274. What information you're not allowed to believe. Um, and he says, Lashon Hara, which, is, which you're not allowed to relate, you're not allowed to believe. Therefore, it is forbidden to believe negative information spoken about a person's actions, past history, upbringing, inboard traits, or negative information about his 
family. So a person is not allowed to believe negative information that you hear about someone's history, the way they were brought up, who they are, or about their family. For example, no wonder Mr. Levy acts in a certain way. You know what type of upbringing he had. So now, obviously, if you're saying that to somebody to explain why somebody might, or to judge somebody, to say, you know what, I just want to say also one thing that I was very, just want to share with everybody. Baruch Hashem, we were zocha um, to have an amazing Shabbos together this past Shabbos with, uh, with a lot of the guys in yeshiva who are in America. I didn't say alumni. The guys who are in yeshiva in America. We were zocha to be in, in, uh, in Lakewood which was uh, yay to Lakewood. 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 We spent a Shabbos there. And one thing I I just want to say is that I started off the Shabbos, I started off Friday night speaking, and the first thing I spoke about was Hilchus Lashon Hara. The first thing we spoke about is I said, we're going to be here Shabbos together, and then you're going to sit around, and we're all going to be schmoozing, and you're going to talk about this one, and how's this one? that we should be makbed and Baruch Hashem. I can't even tell you how beautiful, how incredible of a Shabbos it was. But the point is, is that, is that the more we talk about speaking positive, and the more we talk about Hilchus Lashon Hara, it makes a tremendous effect on, on, on all of us. It makes a tremendous effect on, on, on your life. It, take, it makes a tremendous effect on Klai So Someone just told me recently, actually, that there's another yeshiva actually in Lakewood, that just started learning purity of speech also. The entire yeshiva, they heard about what we're doing, and they started, the whole yeshiva, every day is starting to learn. They, uh, Morty Aretz bought them, I think, also. You heard about it, Chaim? He bought them these books, and they started learning also. So Baruch Hashem, it's not just something that will change our lives. It's not just something that will change your life. So one of the things that we have to do is we have to not believe information. He says that. If you hear Mr. Levy act so nasty, you know what type of upbringing he had? Mrs. Stern is really so un- unintelligent. I don't know why they hired her to be a teacher in that school. You're not allowed to believe these state- statements. Now, if you need to know this information about someone for an Im- important purpose, right? If you're hiring Mrs. Stern and you want to know whether she is a good teacher or not, that's a different, that already falls under the category of Toelis of something that you're allowed to get the information. Or if you want to know about this Mr. Levy, as we said, um, since he acts so nasty, obviously those are the rules of Lito Ellis. But most of the time, just to say, most of the time a person has to be very, very careful not to believe. And people want to know, so how do you not believe information? Okay, so you have to, you have to say, it could be, remember, one of the things that we say is that when you're hearing someone speak Lush and Hara, about somebody innocent. So the person who's speaking Lashon Hara is really guilty because you're not allowed to speak Lashon Hara. So who is it better to believe, the innocent person or the guilty person? So you're supposed to believe the innocent person. The innocent person is the person who's being spoken about. The guilty person is the person who is speaking. Okay, question, comments, Moshe? Thank you. Correct. Absolutely. Right, that's something we've spoken about. Correct. You can't post reviews and you can't listen to reviews because it's pure Lashonara. Obviously, it's talking about from establishments. Someone told me, a, a friend of mine told me this last week. We, I wasn't even speaking to about, about Hilchus Lashonara. He told me, he told me that someone in Shul, this is what he told me, because of Lashonara, 
He said somebody in shul lost his business, went plummeted. He was very matzliach in business, and it plummeted because someone had a bad experience with him, and, he, and, and this guy went ahead and told a lot of people about his bad experience, and as a result, this guy who was very matzliach in business, his business plummeted because one person had a very, got upset at him and told a lot of people not to use him, and his, and his business mamish plummeted because of that. So it's not, a, it's not a simple thing. Okay, Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should all be zoch. I wanted to start off all of us together. Yeah, Reb Zev. Are you allowed to be a question? That what? Yeah, you could look into it. You could look into it if, it's, if there's an afkamina, if it makes a difference for you. What, what do you mean? If it's Latoelas. Latoelas, you could always. If it's Litoelis, yeah, Litoelis has a whole different laws, yeah, Litoelis, yeah, for sure. Yes, Ari. Right, right. What? Very hard. When you add someone, when you're in the mercy... When you're at someone else's mercy, it's a big problem. It's a very big problem. It's a very good problem. Get, get ma- yeah, get married. Um, get married and start your own meal and have your own meal in your own house. Otherwise, you're at the mercy of other people. Or don't go back to that meal. It's very, it's very difficult when you are in the hands of other people because, right? You could sit there. Right? I saw actually this week, it says that, that sometimes people are uncomfortable because they're trying, when they're in an atmosphere, people are speaking Lashon Hara, so people get uncomfortable, because everyone's talking, and you're, and you're, like, people are looking at you, like, why aren't you talking? But he says, Rabbi Victor Miller, I saw it this week, someone, Avram Yitzhak Weinstein actually showed it to me, who, after I spoke about, and yeah, right? So, so, um, and it says on the back over there, he said, Rabbi Victor Miller said that, a lot of times a person wants to feel like he's popular, he wants to feel like, oh, I'm a cool guy, so I gotta schmooze and schmooze it up. And sometimes you're at a meal and you feel uncomfortable because everybody's talking a certain talk and you're sitting there quiet. So he says that it's the exact opposite. You, if you're quiet and you don't talk about people, you'll end up being more popular because people, besides the skula that a person gets from not speaking Lashon Hara, but ultimately people will know that you're not somebody, like we've said many times, if you're sitting in a room and people are talking Lashon Hara, you're in a place and people are talking Lashon Hara, and you're with somebody who's talking Lashon Hara, guaranteed, they will talk Lashon Hara about you too. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. A guy who's speaking Lashon Hara, a guy who's speaking negative about other people, <coughs> will continue to speak negative about you. Even if he's talking to you and you think he's your best friend and he's your buddy and he's, ah, I'm talking about this guy, behind your back he will do the same. Okay, Hashem should help us all. I want to begin because we happen to be starting the Silas Sharm, so I wanted to, it actually worked out perfectly. I wanted us, whoever's here in the yeshiva, to start off together, to start off the Silas Sharm together. Hashem should help us. We should all be Zoha to continue, no matter where we are, no matter when it is, no matter what our situation is. Hashem should help each and every one of us that we can see the good in every person, for sure to see the good in ourselves, because that's where it comes from. A person speaking Lashon Hara, seeing the negative in other people, comes from seeing negative in yourself. 
The more a person can see the positive in himself, the more a person can focus on his own positivity. Then that will help him see the positivity in somebody else. And the more a person, yes. I don't I'm not I'm not I can't be macabre. I'm not just even to say those words. Even just to say those words. I don't. You don't have to say it to the guy. You don't want to make the guy feel bad. Or you could just say whatever. The guy is having a, having a bad day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meaning the best thing is to say I don't know who. How do I know if it's true? I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's true. Again, if it's Litoelis, you have to. Yeah, you could. You could. You, you could look into it. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You don't want to make a whole. You don't want to start a whole thing. Whatever. That's already a. Pre- it depends where you're eating. You you don't make a whole machlokas. You'll know. Like we've said many times. You you know when you're going to hear lashanara. You know who you're hanging around. It's not a surprise. It's never a surprise what you're going to hear from who you're going to hear. Everybody knows. If you're randoming picking a place to eat, so then what, why are you surprised? You're taking a chance. You're rolling the dice to be in a place where they might speak Lashadara, right? A person would never go, right? When it comes to Hechsherim, everyone's all mockbit. I'm going to this house. Better make sure that it's a good Hechsher. It's a good Hechsher. The best Hechsher in the world is, uh, is the Hechsher of Ahaftalerecha Kamocha. That, that's the Hechsher. The best, the best Hechsher in the world. Everyone, everyone, right? I said, right? We did. We put that. I, that was, that, I was machavin to that. Well, I made that up and I'll say it again. Everyone's worried about this Hechsher. Everyone's Machbid. Machbid on this to make sure it's more important to worry about what comes out of your mouth than what goes in your mouth. Okay? That's for, for everyone, including an Eretz Yisrael. That includes an Eretz Yisrael. Right? That's most important. Okay? Hashem should help us all. We should all be Zoha. I'm almost excited to start Mesil Susharm with everybody. Shem should help us all. We should all be Zoha only to see the good in people, to see the good in ourselves, not to speak any Lashon Hara today and every day. Okay, let's begin. Wherever you're holding, guys, wherever we're holding in your life, no, no matter where you're holding in Yeshiva, right? We have a few minutes. I just want to start off. We have a few minutes. Wherever you're holding, Baruch Hashem, we're Zoha to begin again, Mesil Sisharim. And I just want to say, whether you come to Mesil Sisharim, you don't come to Mesil Sisharim, whether you learnt Mesil Sisharim already, right? So sorry to be repetitive. That, that's a joke for anyone who's ever learnt Mesil Sisharim, right? So anyone who's learnt Mesil Sisharim before, right? We're starting over again. And the Mila of starting over again is... The fact that the Machaber, he says himself, the Ramchal himself says, I, I, I can tell you it doesn't matter that it's right the end of the Zman. We have a few more weeks to the Zman. It doesn't matter. You start over. You start Musr over. I was thinking, I think they, they say that Musr is like you have tea. You have tea, right? And learning Torah is the sugar that you put in the tea. And if you don't mix the sugar, if you don't mix the tea, then, 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 then it doesn't affect you. So so too a person could be learning and learning and learning and learning. He could be pouring a lot of sugar into his life. But if he doesn't mix it, and the only way to mix it is to remind yourself of what your purpose is, to remind yourself of why you're here in this world, to remind yourself of why you're learning Torah, 
to remind yourself of why you're in yeshiva, to remind yourself of what America is, to remind yourself of what Eretz Yisrael is, to remind yourself about what money is. Because one thing I can just tell you, there's one thing, there are a lot of things. I'm, 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 a, I'm an American, I'm, I'm, I'm fresh off the plane. I'm as fresh off the plane from America. I can tell you there's one beautiful thing that's going on in America. There's one beautiful thing that goes on in America. It looks like, it seems like it's probably one of the most uh, um, central things that's going on in America. And that is make money. That is make money and make more money and make more money and make more money and make more money and, and which is beautiful. I mean, it's a shame we're going to have a campaign soon, so hopefully all the money that they make can, can have a purpose, which is to, to support uh, Torah. I'm being serious. Hopefully it'll support Torah because that's the only, I mean, Baruch Hashem, a person can eat and a person can wine and dine and all that, right? Because everybody who makes so much money is so happy. Right? That, that's a joke. Right? What, what's the pshat? The pshat is, so, so I'm just saying, now again, I'm giving everybody a bracha, don't get nervous. Everybody here should be zocha to have a lot of money. Amen. Okay, amen, beautiful. Great, get that out of the way. Right? So everyone's going to have an amount. Now, what about having, everyone should be zocha to have a beautiful marriage. Amen. There we go, that's a bigger amen, exactly. Everybody should be zocha to have a tremendous, tremendous connection to themselves and to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Amen. Beautiful. And I'm going to end off with this last one. Right? Everyone should be Zoha. See, this is good. Baruch Hashem. See, I'm coming from America over here. Right? We should all be Zoha. And this is very, very deep. This is what we're going to start in this Hilti Sharm. Everybody should be Zoha to be honest with yourself. Amen. Be honest with yourself. The Ramchal starts off saying is that all I'm doing is reminding you of something that you already no. Something that you already know. Kilo He says, everybody knows them. But rather, because if somebody would say, who, where is your, when a person gets married, right? And, he's, and, he's, and he has his wife, and he has his children, and then he has his work. How much time does he spend investing in his wife and his children versus going ahead and making a living? Everybody knows at the end of the day, the most important thing is your wife and your children. Everybody knows the most important thing is your relationship with Hashem. Everybody knows at the end of the day, we're all going to die. Everybody knows at the end of the day, every person is going to be food for maggots and food for worms. We all know that. But what happens? What happens is, even though we know that more, right, I think they say it's like one of the only truths that we know to be true. People say, oh, they talk about this. Is this true? Is that true? One thing we all know is true, is that we're all going to die. So you would think, yeah, what is it? Two things are certain, death and taxes. Right, right, exactly. That's the joke. Beautiful, right? <laughs> death, thank you. I knew there was something I knew, right? So what's the shot? What? Yeah, okay, right. So what's the shot? The shot is, is that we all know, everybody knows they're going to die. But what happens? A person can live his life. A person can live his life in denial. That he doesn't even notice that he's lying. What does that mean? It means that he lives his life and he, and he thinks. Now, what, and what is your life? Just the chaz are over. What is your life? Your life is happening right now. Your life is happening right this moment. And when a person recognizes and he says, so what is my purpose in life? How am I living my life? And he says that. We forget constantly. 
We're constantly forgetting what our purpose is. And we have to remind ourselves every day. Right? That's why I, I started the, the quote chat. I remember sending out to Yisrael Stadler, who's doing amazing. Right? Baruch Hashem. Right? Yisrael Stadler. He's doing amazing, amazing, amazing. Which is, which is not, I'm not surprised, because he sat here for three years, sitting every morning, Hilchus Lashon Haram, Sharam, to make himself somebody that when, he, when he's back in America, and he's working, he doesn't forget about what his purpose is. So what happens is, we forget why and what it is that we are doing. And that's what he says. He says, Kacha helem mehem matsui mood vashik. Oh, that's what I was saying. That's why I started the quote chat. Just to put on that quote that says that motivation doesn't last. That's why, and neither does showering. That's why we recommend the daily. So, so too, figuring out what your purpose... Yisro is perfect. Yisro. He constantly asked, what is my purpose? Mashmua shama uba. He constantly asked himself, why am I on this planet? Why am I here? What am I here to accomplish? How am I going to get there? Constantly. Not just Stam because, oh, we're starting the Silsa Sharm. It's cute. It's getting a little bit late. I got to get back to my learning. No. This is the purpose of your learning. The purpose of your learning. The purpose of being in yeshiva is not just to be in yeshiva. The purpose of being in yeshiva is to think about what it is that I'm doing in this world and how am I going to accomplish it. And to constantly be asking yourself that. He says, Al Cain, he says it himself. Anyone who says they learned Mesil Zisharim, I learned Mesil Zisharim. First of all, did you learn Mesil Zisharim? First of all, you got to go through it once. Number two, how many times did you go through Mesil Zisharim? Did you do it again? Did you do it again? And again? Someone's going to say, oh, I did it already. He says that's not the point. Could be you're not going to find anything so new. But what's new? What's new is. When we review, right? How does a person have a great marriage? How does a person have a great marriage? What, you marry a wonderful woman? That's not how you have a great marriage. That's not how you have a great marriage. The way you have a great marriage is every day, day in, day out, you work on it. How does a person have a good shaykhus to himself and work on yourself? Day in, day out, you work on yourself. Day in, day out. How does a person have shaykhus to Torah? Day in, day out. How has a person changed his life? Day in, day out. Through thick and through thin. When things are difficult, it doesn't matter. You do it again. You chaz over again. You go ahead and you, you say it over again and again and again and again until you're, you're living, you're breathing, you get obsessed with it. You become obsessed with it. People who are there, right? I spoke to someone who's, who's for Shabbos, who's in the yeshiva, he's in America now. He's working. And it's funny, what I spoke to him is, he's not being so matzliach in, in what he's doing. He's trying. So I asked him, what does he do? He says, this is what he told me. He says, when he gets home from work, right, at 7 o'clock, he gets home from work, so then he chills a little bit, he watches some sports, he can chill for three, four, five, six hours. He's not being matzliach. So I told him, I said, are you obsessed with making money? Are you obsessed with what you're doing? Are you obsessed with your work? Are you obsessed with what you're doing? And he looked at me. He thought I was going to say, oh, you got to learn more Torah. You got to have more amuna." I didn't tell him that. I told him, you're not doing your gashmias properly. You got to be obsessed with work. 
You gotta live it and breathe it. Yeah. That's how you're matzliach. People are not matzliach in gashmias. When it comes to physical things, a person's not matzliach unless he's obsessed with it. Unless he goes ahead and that's all he thinks about day in, day out. So, so too, when a person wants to think about his life and say, I want to be a person who's a happy person. I want to be a person who has a connection to Hashem. I want to be a person who has a good relationship with my parents. You've got to be obsessed with it. I want to be a person who wants to, who wants to forget about all my desires and I want to break my desires. You've got to be obsessed with breaking your desires. You can't just hope it's going to happen. Yes? How do you differentiate between that and becoming a workaholic? Good. So, so that's a great question. Great question. I would say first become a workaholic. First become a workaholic, and then we'll deal with it. Like I tell guys, oh, I'm not happy. What do you do all day? I don't do anything. Okay, of course you're not happy. Start working hard. Start going ahead and working from 6 o'clock in the morning till, till 10 o'clock at night, and then you'll deal with the fact that you're a workaholic. Halavai, you'll be a workaholic. Right? Halavai, everyone's going to be a workaholic. It's very difficult to be a workaholic. It's very difficult to be a workaholic. When, when I, in the true sense of the word workaholic. A workaholic is not interested in his wife. A workaholic is not interested in his kids. A workaholic, it's like an alcoholic. It's the same thing. So you're saying somebody who works a lot. Okay. And a chanami. So what's the pshat? The pshat is that when a person takes his life, and that's why you're in yeshiva. It doesn't matter that we have three weeks left, four weeks left to this man. That Purim, it's Adar. We're, we're, we're benching Rosh Chayish Adar this Shabbos. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that this man, you guys are all going to be back in America. I was in America for a week, right? America is stronger than all of you put together. And the America within you is much stronger than you can imagine. If it's still in me, unless I could say that I, I have more American in me than you, so that could be a good caution when I'm going to say because Lamaisa America still affects me the second I'm off the plane, us, and the second I'm off the plane, well, I'm on the plane already. I'm already in the American mode. I'm already, uh, I'm already in that zone. I'm being serious. I love America. I, pr- I promise. I love, I much love, love. I connect very much to America. It's not about America. It's about you. If you're not fighting hard, if you're not fighting hard when you get home, because everyone's going to be home. You're going to be back at home. And one thing, I was just at my home where I grew up. One thing I could tell you, you go back home, and you become that kid, and you become that person. No matter how much you work on yourself, I'm a person I could say one thing I could say after I die, I could say I definitely tried to work on myself. I tried to work on myself. And when I go home, I was just there. The demons that come back to me, and the challenges that come back to me, still, I'm in my 40s, guys. It's still there. And the only way to destroy whatever you want to destroy is you got to work and work and work and work and work and focus and over 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 again. Over and over and over again. And this is the time where you begin, is in yeshiva. It's in yeshiva where you learn the tools, where a person opens up a missile's charm. He says, Ki yizachru lo yadvar me'el nishkachem ne'adam beteva v'yasim el liboy chavaso asher hu mis'alem imeno. The world has one purpose. I'm going to end off with this. The world has one purpose. The purpose of this world is for you to forget your purpose. That's the purpose of this world. It's for you not to focus on your purpose. To distract you from what it is that you are here on this planet to do. 
And as, as Yitzhi Raymond once said in the summer, he said, don't worry about your, your big purpose of why you're on this world. Worry about the purpose of today. What's my purpose today? What's my purpose this week? What's my purpose the next few weeks till this man is over? What do I want to do? How can I strengthen my learning now? How can I strengthen my Avodah Hashem now? How can I strengthen myself more now? What can I do to make myself? Because that's where greatness comes from. Greatness doesn't come from the moments that, that we wait for. For those moments. Greatness comes from every day working hard. Every day spitting blood. Every day ah, trying and messing up. Right? You fall down, you get back up. That's why that's a beautiful song. You fall down. You're going to fall down. But you've got to get back up no matter what. No matter what. No matter how hard it is for you. No matter what your challenges are. He says, Visera. He says, He says, Most people are spending their time in other areas. Most people are spending their minds doing many things. How many hours a person can put? How many hours a person can put to college and a person in his job and a person in all these things, says the Ramchal. A person can spend his mind, right? Unfortunately, right, we have a bigger problem. We spend our mind in, in stupid things. That's one of the biggest challenges that we have, that we spend our mind with other people, involved in other people, in politics, in things that mamish make zero difference in your life, but yourself. People say, how do I love myself? I'm going to end off with this. How do you love yourself? You know how you love yourself? We're in a generation of loving yourself. You know, what? you know why we're in a generation that everyone's got to love themselves? Because loving yourself means you're investing in yourself. You're investing into your life. That's what love is. Loving is I am worth all the time in the world to invest within myself, whatever it might be. Me. Not to be self, selfish. Self-care. <coughs> When you say it's worth it, and every person who's in yeshiva, I could just say, every person who's in yeshiva has shown that they love themselves. The more you're in base medrash, the more you love yourself. The more you say, I want to go to a therapist, I want to work out my problems, the more you love yourself. The more you shut off your, your phone and you don't watch other people's lives, the more you love yourself. Otherwise, you're loving someone else's self. The more a person invests in saying no to things that are bad for him, the more you're showing that you love yourself. That's the irony. When we give in to our desires, what we're doing is we're showing eh, that I don't really love myself so much. It's an irony. It's not that I love it. You know, love, right? They say that. That's the, uh, the thing. Uh, a person loves uh, food. He doesn't love food. He loves himself because he loves the way the food tastes. But that's not really true. It's not really true. If you really love yourself, a person would, okay, obviously you eat because you love yourself, but the point is a person would go ahead, and I'm, I'm talking about, I, I could say it about myself, one of the things that I spoke to a close friend of mine, and one of the things I realized is that I have to exercise more. I want to exercise more. I want to take care of myself. That's, I'm lacking, I could just say right now, I'm lacking in a part of love in myself, the fact that I don't exercise. I don't take care of myself the way I, I want to. One of the things I did when I was in America, which I love myself, is I ate Chinese. As a, I mean, Shem, if someone can open up, you know, Chinese restaurant. I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but I'm saying I haven't tasted, I tried, I went to a, 
a restaurant here in Israel, I ordered Chinese. I'm not going to say what restaurant it was, but it was a joke. I'm saying I went to America. I think I ate more Chinese there, right? And I had to worry about the Corona thing, whatever. But uh, besides that, I was eating Chinese. But what's my point? What's my point? My point is that why did I do that? Why did I eat Chinese? Why did I eat Chinese? I ate Chinese because I love myself. If I really loved myself even more, if I loved myself even more, I would exercise. And maybe I wouldn't eat Chinese. And maybe I'd eat healthier. If I really, truly love myself. If you don't, you don't love your kid if you give your kid jelly beans. You don't love your kid if you, right? People, Mir Tzashem, you'll see as parents. Mir Tzashem, you'll see. Letting your kids do whatever they want to do is not loving your kid. If you don't discipline your children, that means you hate them. So wait. If you don't discipline your children, that means you hate them. You just let them cross the street. You let them touch a, a fire. You let them eat whatever they want. You'll see, you guys are going to have challenges with that. Because you guys come from a generation, myself as well, you guys even more, from a generation, right? The old school generation was all about discipline. Only discipline. The new school generation is all about no discipline. So what are you going to do when your kid's running around wild? What are you going to do? Oh, just let them be. You can't just let them be. So to love your child, you have to discipline your child. You don't have to inappropriately discipline. That's abuse. You have to discipline your child. So now, if that's loving your child, what about yourself? To love yourself means you have to discipline yourself. You only discipline your child if you're not discipline yourself. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Properly. 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 The greatest discipline you can do for your child is your child sees that you're disciplined. But it's true. So when a person, but the point is, I just want to be clear on this. The point that I was, the point that, the point that I wanted to make, the point that I wanted to make was that if you love yourself, you will discipline yourself. If you discipline yourself, that shows that you love yourself. You're invested in yourself. You're invested in yourself. People say, oh, but what about all the chesed that we talk about? Oh, I got to do this for this person. I got to do chesed. I got this. So I'm going to tell everybody straight out. You're, heard, you're hearing it from me right now in yeshiva. I'm saying it right now for you right now. Don't worry about anybody else. If you want to do chesed in yeshiva, if you want to do chesed in yeshiva, if you want to help other people in yeshiva, you know what you could do? Take care of yourself. Discipline yourself. The best thing you could do for somebody else in yeshiva is work on yourself. You know why? Because when you see somebody working on themselves, you look at them and you say, wow, look at this guy. Look at this guy working on himself. Evie. Look at this guy. Heavy? Yeah. <laughs> right? When you see somebody working work on themselves, that's the greatest chesed that you can do. People get nervous. Oh, what about all the chesed I'm going to do? That's the greatest chesed that, that a person can do. Because you're doing for yourself. You're showing somebody else that life, that life, I could change my life. Right? When I just saw, right, it was so nice to see everyone. When I see a guy like Akiva Koltai. Yeah. I, mean, I see a guy like Akiva Koltai. So, so guys, so, so people, people who just met Akiva... People who just know Akiva from this year, people who just know Akiva, they don't know Akiva, right? To invest in himself. He loves himself so much. 
He loves himself so much. He believes in himself so much. That's how you transform yourself. Hashem should help each and every one of us. Should help each and every one of us. I want to tell you something. Baruch Hashem, I have to thank everybody here. Because I was in America, and I was around, and I can't tell you, Bliyayin Hara, how, how such a great name the yeshiva has. How many people love this yeshiva. How many people are so, like, wow. Like, they, they, I'm, I'm telling you. It's incredible. Yeah. And, 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 and one of the things that I don't say to them, one of the things I don't say to them, obviously I just say thank you and Hashem should continue to help. But one thing that, that I don't tell them, because it would be a little bit strange for me to tell them, is to tell them straight to their face, like, you have no clue. You have no clue. You have no idea what goes on in this yeshiva. You have no idea on a daily basis what goes on in this yeshiva. The hard work, the challenges, the dedication, the incredible sacrifice, the incredible transformation is, is something that is, that is so, so incredible. And one thing I could say, I'll say this publicly, that, that, that the Shabbos that I had with over 30 guys, Baruch Hashem in Lakewood, was such a chizik for me. Because to see all the guys who were there who are doing Bliyayin Hara so well, and they're in such a, such a good place, Amish, I, I, I'm so proud because you see that when a person spends time in our yeshiva, really, you see when you spend time in this yeshiva, which all our focus, our, that, that's why I wanted everyone to come together today, to come together just to remind ourselves of why we are here. The purpose of being here in yeshiva is to build yourself for your life. It's to build yourself for your life. To say, I'm going to have the best marriage possible. I'm going to be somebody who has a connection to Hashem. I'm going to be the best me that I can be. It's not about being in yeshiva and then leaving yeshiva. It's about taking something that is so valuable of working on yourself and working on yourself. And it's not about working on yourself because you're in yeshiva. When you leave yeshiva, you're going to work on yourself as well. That's what life is about. That's why we're put in this world to change, to grow, to connect yourself more and more. Baruch Hashem, we just happen to be in an environment. We happen to be in a place, Baruch Hashem, that that's the whole entire thing that's happening. When you go out into the world out there, I can tell you, when you go out into the world, when you'll go out into the world, you'll see a Pesach Benazmanim. When you go out into the world, the world is not talking about, there's someone who came to Yeshiva this year who is coming from college, and he says, there's not one word about working on yourself in the other world. There's not one word about you got to work on yourself. You got to make cash. You got to drive a nice car. You got to get a... You know, have money in the bank and you got to do X, Y, and Z. No one's talking about changing yourself and growing and breaking yourself, which is the tachlis of life. That's the purpose of life. The purpose of life. The reason we're all put on this world is to change and to grow. And we get down when we have problems. You know, when you, you, you we get so, it's so the opposite. The Yetzirah makes you upset that you have problems. It's the exact opposite. If you got problems, you got to be dancing. You know why? Because that means that that's why you're alive. And if you know what your problems are, you got to dance even more. Right? 
If you know what your problem is, and you know you have this problem, right? That's right. You gotta be dancing, dancing in the rain. Why? Because that's a complete, clear picture from Hashem of why you're put in this world. Hashem is telling you why you're put in this world. Because you have an anger problem? Great! That's why you're put in this world, to work on your anger. You have massive tithes? That's why you're put in this world, to stop your tithes, to push them down. You have a terrible relationship with your parents? That's why you're put in this world, to work on your relationship with your parents. You have difficulty learning? That's why you're put in this world, whatever it might be. That's the beauty of our generation. The beauty of us. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We mamish, it's, it's Erev, Mishanichnas, Adar, Marvin Besimcha, right? It's a bittersweet Adar. Obviously, it's sweet because it's Adar, but uh, it means that we're, we're, we're heading out into Pesach, talking about Al Yeshiva, we're heading out to the summer, we're heading out to close out a year. So that gets a little bit scary for some of you, for some of us. Why? Because you look back and you say, okay, another year, uh-huh, so um, what did I really do, right? If you question that. And if you think you did a lot, you've got to question that too. Because it means you've got to do more. So if you think you're sitting pretty wherever you're sitting, right, then you've got to check yourself on that as well. But one thing, you could say, one thing you could say is you could say, okay, Baruch Hashem, I've got time. Baruch Hashem, I can go ahead and I've got weeks to go. I've got days to go. I can make Bein Azmanim, which Amir Shatem we're going to talk about. How to make your Bein Azmanim, how to make your vacation time, because it's a long vacation. How to be productive, believe it or not. How to be productive during your vacation. It's very possible to be very productive. Hashem should help each and every one of us. I have no words to say how amazing it is to come back. I heard Baruch Hashem that the learning the last week, and I heard... Things were, the uh, Mamish guys were steiging and learning and growing, which is the best feeling for me to have to know that that's what it's about. That's why, this, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. We're here to break ourselves to work. So I, uh, uh, amazing to, to be back. And most importantly, and really most importantly, is do not worry about your last few months, the last whatever it is. Start fresh. Smash your rear view mirror. Start fresh. Day one. Day one. Make today day one. Make today day one of your life, whatever it might be. Whatever it might be. If it's working on a taiva, work on it today. If it's working on certain things in your life, work on it. Work on it. That's what it's about. It's about pushing yourself, pushing yourself, pushing yourself. That's where happiness comes. Hashem should help us all. We should be zoicha to have an amazing end of our zman, and through that we'll be zoicha to live today as the first day of the rest of our life. Bye.